Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't you say tires? Vive Clouteau. It's the same thing. Just say tires. Uh, Where do we pick up from? Hi, Uh, everyone. You're listening to the Sinner and the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. I'll take a yeah. This is the center of the scene. Here's former hand-modeling prodigy, Luke Anderson. And bespectacle drifter, Will Duckins. On 1080, The Fan. Hey, kids! Happy Saturday! Ready pumped up about the U.S. Open? Let's go, DJ! DJ? Dustin Johnson. Oh, that's his nickname? Yeah, it's a pretty easy one. Is there a lamer top golfer right now than Dustin Johnson? Are you kidding me? He has a Coke problem. He's great. And he's got Paulina Gretzky. Did you make that up? He doesn't have a Coke problem. No, he left, and there was there was rumors that it may have been a problem with drugs. Well, I'm listening. Yeah, you didn't know about this? Yeah, he, he, took, he, took a, he took a hiatus from golf. I can't say that it was blow because I don't know. But, yeah, might have been the booger sugar that got him, uh, you know, disappearing from uh, golf for well, a little now, while. Well, I'm confused, though. How did you get to the conclusion of Coke? Was this just a rumor you made up, or is this one you read in a magazine? No, or? yeah, I, re- I read a lot of magazines to prepare for the show. Do you? Yeah, I, I, I try to get my, uh, you know, uh, bi-weekly publications. Avoid sent right the, to the internet. House. Oh, the internet's That's not where you get your source. No. Listen, uh, the internet's full of rumors and speculation. I go to magazines. And I sit there and I go through them. Uh, you know, I, I test out the, the clone samples. And, uh, you know, I... Does I, your I living room look like a doctor's office? Oh, of course room? it does. Yeah. I, I leave I leave all the old ones out. And, yeah. and I tear the uh, address labels off so people don't have to, you know, deal with those. It's very much a, it's a dentist's Did office. Did you just find out the Warriors won the NBA <laughs> just, just now. The Sports yeah. Illustrated just came out with the photos of it. I was reading. I don't trust the TV. Reading before the show. <laughs> We're making fun of this because we... We were listening to Darian Mel this morning. And, and they had Bo- Booger, Booger on. Ma- yeah, Booger's on. Oh, Booger McFarland. Hey, Booger. Uh, Booger's in there, and he's talking about the World Cup. And he's like, I was really excited about Spain because I was reading all these articles in all of these magazines. And I'm like, what are you talking yeah. about? He goes, well, no, I was getting I was getting caught up on my World Cup. <laughs> I was reading some magazines. It's like, yeah. dude, there's a you have a computer. I'm going to assume you have internet access where you could get caught up by reading whatever article. Why are you going to magazines to get caught up on the World Cup? <laughs> this is what I need to know. It's yes. like if, if you need moment-by-moment breaking news coverage magazines yes wait for it to be uh published but who the hell orders magazines anyway anymore dentists and doctors 
That's it. That's it? Yeah, who else? And how do nudie magazines even stay in, they in publication? They don't. I think they stopped. Because you they can get that on the internet it. now, you yeah. know. Wait, what now? Yes. Wait, you need... I, There's wait, naked what? people having sex on the internet. Tell you don't me, need a magazine anymore. How do that. we find this? Well, go on your work computer and type it in. Just, But it needs to be my work computer. Well, that's it generally works better if it's on your work computer. Yeah, because you've got more bandwidth. Well, yeah. That makes sense. All right, yeah, faster. Plus, you don't have to muddy up your home computer with viruses. That's a good point. I got actually pretty scared the other day. <laughs> I was in Prod uh, wait, 3. Wait, what now? Okay, so check this out. Okay. I was in Prod 3 the other so day. So Prod 3, for anybody listening, since this is not just a conversation between right. two of us, it's one of our production Between studios. co-workers. Yeah. I was in there the other day on the computer, and I was doing some prospecting, uh, looking at some local businesses. And I had, uh, let me get my phone out real quick. I had taken this picture of uh, a... Um, of a car that had a pretty interesting business name logo on it. Let me get this guy up here. Okay. It was uh, chromegirlsespresso.com, right? Wait, sorry, what now? Chromegirlsespresso.com. Oh, yeah, that's going to go well. Don't look it up. That's going to go well in a Because I did, search. and it's topless chicks <laughs> serving coffee. So why would – I'm confused. Why would we not look this up? Well, because it's topless chicks. Like, on the internet, you can see full boob, and they're serving coffee. Now, I don't know if that's bad. Like, I'm going to get knocked for that now. But that's a real business in Portland. So, are you working with them? I thought about calling them. All right. Well, that sounds delightful. Don't oh. go to that website if you got kids in the room. I mean, go to the business if you need coffee. And a better day. So seven minutes to derail the show this week, Will. Congratulations. It's pretty PR. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, I want you to listen to something. We talked about your business this week. And... Oh, my God. They're talking about us. <laughs> they're going to get a big spike in internet traffic. No like... way a woman owns that business. No way. There's a way. I mean, there's, there's a, a way, way. There's, yeah. but that has to be some guy's <laughs> idea. Either that or a very intelligent woman who is like, I'm just going to flood the market I, here. We should probably just stop you from talking right now. Uh, there are many of our listeners, as you know, that tune in, and this is their only source of sports that they have for the entire week. So we've made a promise to our listeners, and we'll catch them up on anything that they may have missed in the last week of sports in a segment we call In Case You Missed It. This week, there were two championship parades. The first was Golden State Warriors celebrating their third championship in four years. It was highlighted by a, by a shirt-deficient Swaggy P. Just another reminder of how much better the Warriors are than the Cavs. Look, LeBron, we have a J.R. Smith, too, but we're so good we don't have to play him nine minutes. Ah. Not my favorite parade. My favorite parade has been the Washington Capitals. It's not really the team parade that I'm into. It's the one-man frat party that has been Alexander Ovechkin since winning his first NHL title. After a very rough week with OV, a severely hungover Stanley Cup was spotted at a D.C. area Walgreens buying Rainberry Gatorade, extra strength Tylenol, and the morning after pill. I don't think anybody's even touching that guy. What's that? <laughs> Sorry, the the laughter, the uproar of that. I didn't hear a word you yeah, said. Yeah, that was that was a kiss uh, sound effect. Gotcha. Um, Anyways, th is anybody touching that guy, like in any like intimate way? Because his mouth is something scary. Well, yeah, but also his relationship with the Stanley Cup has been. 
Yikes. So you think that the Stanley Cup would glaze over anyone considering to sleep with him? Like they would be like, wow, he's a Stanley Cup winner. And then he smiles and you go, do I really want to do this? Does he have a tooth that he throws in when he? No. Well, obviously not because I haven't seen him with full teeth. I don't know. I don't follow him a lot. I don't follow his Instagram. I couldn't tell you exactly. He's what. been plastered all over TV. Well, screaming and yeah, with his mouth open. Oh, the mouth there. Oh, his mouth. The mouth. He's mouthing. I feel like uh, I feel like he's probably a pretty good-looking guy for Russia. No. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, in case you missed it, this week Justified became the 13th horse to win the t- Triple Crown. How does this uh, make you feel? Uh, so you play 15 years in the NFL. You win a couple Super Bowls. You sacrifice your knees, your back. Your brain turns to mush. And if, and only if, you're one of the best of the very best, they give you a gold jacket and a bronze head somewhere in Ohio. A horse wins three races, and he retires to a paradise for horses and paid tens of millions of dollars every time he has sex. Does that seem fair? Sounds awesome. <laughs> I know. I'm saying the horse, the the life of a horse. Well, so- it's a risk though, because then if you don't win, you're, you're you turn into glue. Yeah, your glue or your horse meat in Korea. It's a fair point. Is that correct? I don't no, know. No, that's dog meat. Sorry. Yeah, I don't think that's factually correct. Wrong. Side note from the Belmont Stakes: a uh, little <laughs> trivia question. Did you see that uh, Rob Gronkowski put a bet on the horse named Gronkowski? Yes, I did. And did you see how much that bet was for? How much? Sixty nine dollars. <laughs> Thank you, Rob Gronkowski, being Rob Gronkowski, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, In case you missed it, Rafael Nadal won his 11th French Open. Ooh, tennis. I know you love tennis, but for me, I think that there's a problem when there's no great American stars in men's tennis. I agree. I think there's missing something. Yeah. The good news is, at least we have the World Cup. Oh, now that's a World Cup slam. (laughs) Yeah. How dare you? I went from, you know, Grand Slam tennis. World Cup. I love how everybody's like, oh, it's such a travesty that the America isn't very good at. Si-. It's like you wouldn't watch it anyway. I would. I, honestly, when the. Yeah, that's uh, the no, only reason. Yes, I have watched before. Okay, let they me do ask the World you Cup every four years. Let me ask you this. If the I MLS, watch the group round and then they don't proceed beyond that. If the if the quality of the MLS was on par with Premier League, would you watch it? <laughs> would you would you seriously what would you be a huge Timbers fan who because you're not I know you're not no I'm not would you would you watch it religiously or even uh you know however much you watch what baseball or football like I, the Seahawks. I'm going to answer your question with another question oh, that's if, great well listen if the U.S. had the same passion that Europe has for the Premier League would you watch because I think that's more of what it is. Because because the people that talk Timbers, if we talk Timbers on this show, people will text in and go, shut up, you idiots don't know what you're talking about. And the other half of people will go, nobody cares about soccer, shut up. So you can't win for talking about that. But if everybody is into it, I think you would naturally get into it. I'll use a friend of mine as an example that works for the University of Portland, Jason Bro, who's been on this show many times. When he went to University of Portland, he never had any interest in soccer, but both their men's and women's teams have done very well, and now he's a soccer fan because everybody at University of Portland cares about soccer. So I think you end up getting there. We'll get in the World Cup later, but we need to catch people up. In case you missed it this week, LeBron James says that the greatest achievement in the NBA would be playing with his own son or maybe try winning another championship. Can we do that? See if that's... I don't know if that's so much a joke. (laughs) 
Like, how is that? Like, you just lost another NBA Finals. He's like, yeah, uh, the best thing would be playing with my Because son. he doesn't have anything else to do. Even if he wins another NBA title, yeah. he'll never be Michael Jordan. It's very true. Uh, in case you missed it this week, Team USA U18 basketball started a game against Panama with a 45 nothing lead. I did see this. This was sad. Bill Self had to take out the starters with, like, yeah. like five minutes in. You kind of need to give Panama a pass, uh, considering their country only has 4 million people and the U.S. has 300. 125 million people. Oh, and Panama was busy qualifying for the World Cup. Oh. Panama has a team in the World Cup, and they cannot man a basketball court that can score a point. They don't care about basketball. <sighs> the whole world cares about I mean, that's, soccer that's, without that's, us. That's, uh, that, that's kind of parallel to the whole men's tennis argument, right? Yeah, it's the exact same thing. Jeez, like, I mean. Just a quick callback. Yeah. Uh, this week, we may have achieved the greatest sports trifecta of all time. Okay. Ronaldo got a hat trick. Dennis Rodman cried on CNN. And everyone got a free taco. <laughs> that, that's pretty good. That's and everything you need from sport. Everybody uh, brought up again uh, Dennis Rodman's first interview on CNN. He had a few years back when he brought all those old retired NBA players to North Korea to play yeah, basketball. Yeah, yep. And he sounded like a uh, wrestler. Oh, yeah, that? He said, yeah. Yeah, brother. Let me tell you about that. Let me tell you about that. I'm going to get that uh, audio. I That'll love that be fantastic. Audio. And finally, in case you missed it this week, sources uh, say that Kawhi Leonard is demanding a trade from San Antonio. He is apparently so upset that he nearly spoke. <laughs> oh, you like that one. You like that one. We'll start there. Kawhi Leonard. Very, very likely to be on the move quite soon. Uh, that is where we start the Sinner and the Saint next. Uh, this is 1080. The fan. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, no, I don't give a shit. I'm just ass ass what the hell you think. I'm sending you. Look at these guys here. Look at them. This is the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. You ever heard of the band Steel Panther? Steel Panther. No. <clears throat> so Steel ba Panther is they're like half cover band, half parody band of like an 80s rockers. And they have, uh, you know, it's a couple profane like uh, parody songs that they write. And then they do a bunch of like uh, Motley Crue and Poison covers. And they're all over L.A. And when I live down there, you, you go to their shows and they're they're like the Wild West. It's 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 very much they try to bring you back into the 80s. But there's always celebrities that go to the shows. And uh, when we were there, Dennis Rodman showed up and went up on stage and was uh, fairly inebriated to the point where he had to be oh, drug, really? drug off by security. And just, I mean, the whole idea of the show is that people make a fool of themselves and the king of the fools, Dennis Rodman. He'd be somebody I'd be scared to go out with. Oh yeah, he's he's a total trip. Well, and that that's the thing. He's very he's very present too. Like I mean, there's not a lot of people that live in L.A. or, or around L.A. that don't have a Dennis Rodman story. Oh really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody. Like you just go around and you just bump into him because he's always out there, just you know, bottle of Jaeger in hand, <laughs> like in his hip pocket, pocket just you're, hanging out. You're talking about that like he's. Uh... You're talking about Dennis Rodman like he's just sitting out there in the middle of I-5, just waving his thing around, operating traffic. Yeah. Like he's that noticeable. He is. It's, I'm telling you, man, there's there's not a lot of people that don't have a Dennis Rodman story. 55305, send your Dennis Rodman story. We'll see how many we get. I'm just telling you. So many fake ones. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'll take them. But there's a... Uh... He was in my basement the other night. <laughs> 
So I'm there, and I, I hear a little scratching outside of outside of my bedroom door, and it sounds like maybe a rodent of some kind. What the heck is that? We turn on the right lights, and Dennis Rodman flees. I said, get out in here. Get out of here. Get out of here, you Dennis Rodman. Infestation. It was awful. Kids are scared. Yeah. Frightening. Um, I don't think that's what we were supposed to talk about here. Oh, yeah. We've got poll questions. We've got a Twitter page. Do you know how those work? Um. Uh, it's one of those things where I'm scared of it, but I understand it. At Sinner Saint 1080, there is a poll question. You can play along. Uh, Will Darkens, what is our poll question today? So our poll question today has to relate with the whole Kawhi, uh, Kawhi, Kawhi. Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard uh, drama here. Reports are that Kawhi Leonard wants out of San Antonio. All right, Rip City fans, what should CJ McCollum Photoshop to bring Kawhi to Portland? And again, this is referencing the time CJ McCollum Photoshopped a Blazers jersey, Blazers uniform on Carmelo Anthony this last offseason. Options, uh, we got Kawhi in hipster gear. We got Kawhi on Mike Bibby's body. (laughs) I don't know how that happened. Did you see pictures of Mike Bibby this week? No, I haven't. Did you not pull the? It's everywhere. I can, it, it was unavoidable. I don't know about that. Yeah, Mike Bibby is like a different person. He looks like Barry Mike Bonds. Bibby body hot. Oh, sorry. Just whoa, body. Whoa. Let's. Oh my god. <laughs> How did you pull it up? You put it on the poll question. He looks. Oh yeah. God, he looks like he's in better shape now. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. Than he was when he was. Well, he's juicing, obviously. Clearly. God. Anyway, so what he are the? Didn't even look that good in Arizona. Uh, okay. Sorry. Back to the poll question. Sorry. I got distracted by his hot body. (laughs) 25% say they want to see Kawhi, uh, with Dame in the club. And, uh, 41% overwhelmingly want, uh, CJ McCollum to do that really stupid thing again of putting a Blazers jersey on Kawhi Leonard (laughs) because that did work really well the first time. How they got Carmelo Anthony to come and be a Blazer. Which we also had somebody tweet at us. You forgot an option of, uh, CJ McCollum in a Spurs jersey. Yeah. Yeah, no, that'd be good too. Because that is what's going to have to happen if the Blazers even hope to land. <laughs> are we quite? Are we really going to pretend that he's coming to Portland? We have one of the most attractive offers. Do we? I CJ for so. CJ for CJ throw a player in and a pick. I think that's attractive. I mean, you replace Kawhi Leonard, who's probably what one or two ranked one or two as the best two way player in the league. Sure, with a really dynamic scorer say, throw in Al Farouk Amino in a pick, that's pretty good. Yeah. Do you want him for a one-year rental, though? Is that what you're willing to throw in? I think if you got a one-year rental, you could you could probably advance to the Western Conference Finals, and that might convince him. But what happens when he gets his feelings hurt and decides not to play for the year? I don't think that's going to happen. It's just happened. I mean, you got Terry Stotts, who's like Mr player's coach right sure you got damian lillard who is a guy that's going to go out and be the vocal leader of the team so he wouldn't have to assume that role because mm-hmm. as, as we mentioned he does not like to speak no and if he does have to speak he does not like to you know have any voice in fluctuation whatsoever so he just can be monotone and sit there and dame can do his be his mouthpiece i guess so i mean the talk mm-hmm. now is Okay, he wants to go to the Lakers. So this all stems from the ESPN report that came out. Multiple reports. I mean, the reports are coming from at least three sources. Yeah, Thursday or Friday that basically said Kawhi Leonard now wants out of San Antonio. The Lakers are his... His preferred destination, but he does not have a no-trade clause. No. He does not get to pick where where he goes. So he can end up being anywhere. So basically, the Lakers are looking at this as if we can land Kawhi Leonard, then that's going to allure 
LeBron or lure LeBron James, which will then lure Paul George because it's a trade and they still have enough cap room to sign two dudes, two super dudes, two super dudes. But if you are the Lakers, you have to give up uh, probably Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. I mean, you think that's the the trade capital and the Blazers are going to th- trade CJ, throw in a piece and a trade? And a pick? A pick? Yeah, I think that's fair. But you think that's a better offer than throwing in two? I don't know. Lonzo Ball can't shoot. He he literally can't shoot. I think his shooting percentage was 33% from three this past season. That's not good. Yeah, but have you heard his dad talk about him? He's the greatest basketball player ever. Oh, He's better than Jordan. Well, and the whole thing also, did you see this week also that uh, he and Kyle Kuzma did diss tracks at each other? Yes. And then everybody got upset, so they did compliment. Uh, compliment tracks? Yeah. And they went back at each other. Is that a real thing? I I think so. They were praising one another. Yes, I, I was able to avoid clicking on <laughs> I that. I don't think you, no way that happened. Were you reading they that did. on The Onion? No, they did. Yeah. They, they, they did compliment tracks? I don't know if they actually did them, but they ended up, they ended up, because they were on Twitter just doing, just trashing each other, and the, the organization came to them and goes, you guys need to calm down with this. Yeah. So then they went over the top compliments. Yeah, it's yeah, delightful. I don't, I don't want to get anywhere near that organization. <laughs> get me out of there if I'm LeBron James. Do you? Can you imagine actually seeing LeBron James though in a Lakers uniform? There's something about that that is revolting to me. I don't know. I never imagined that he could be in a Heat uniform. <sighs> I thought that was kind of pie in the sky, and then like yeah, a but week into free agency, it was like okay, this again, is going to happen. I don't think. I mean, there wasn't nearly the speculation going into that. I think everybody thought that he was going to stay in Cleveland. Man, really? I think so. I don't know. I'm trying after, to remember, but I don't think Miami was like a big option. Well, after a week, you started to kind of see pieces move. Like Miami was unloading a bunch of stuff, and then Chris Bosh was opting out of his deal, and you were kind of like, oh, I see what's happening here. Yeah. I, I think know. I know what's about to happen. I don't know, but... It, I don't I don't picture him leaving the East. If you're LeBron James, I don't know why you would go out west and, you know, have to fight the Warriors for a chan- a spot in a championship. At least if you go through the East, you know that you can get there. I mean, he's done it with if you can do it with this team, you can basically do it with anybody. Yeah. And that's I the would sentiment, right? And I would think if you're San Antonio, if you're going to ship off Kawhi Leonard, you don't want to have to play him. I mean, San Antonio is going to have to rebuild a little bit. I mean, he's their centerpiece, but they were still a playoff team without him this year. He played 9 games. And they're still, you know, I mean, what were they, the sixth seed, seventh seed? Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, so they were still, just They're still a average. playoff team, and if you can get something back for them, they're going to be a better team next year. And you assume if Popovich sticks around for a couple more years, you can get that team rebuilt. But I, 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 I wouldn't trade a superstar of that caliber within the same conference. It's kind of what Indiana did, right? They're like, well, all right, we don't want to play against you. Go out west. Wouldn't you have to do the same thing? I don't know if you would. I really don't think you would. Because I think if you found the right pieces to kind of fit in with everything. I, I, the other thing you really have to consider here is Greg Popovich's timeline. Because after his yeah. wife's death, death, it is now kind of seeming like he's not going to be as involved with the organization as he is now. I mean, he's the head coach, and I think he acts as the GM, too, making most personnel decisions. And so he's getting on there in age, and you'd have to think within the next five years there's going to be a transition where you go from this Popovich – Belichick type of style of operating a team, which is everybody buys in. Nobody is a star quote unquote, or acts like one. You need to be disciplined. You need to follow the plan. And that's how you'll succeed to just another run in the mill NBA team. I mean, nothing stands out in San Antonio 
other than the fact that Greg Popovich was there leading the ship the whole time. Yeah, but how much was it? You had it? Tim Duncan. Well, yeah, but that, I guess, the, but, you know, but how much of it is just getting the player that buys in? I mean, is Belichick, because we, we do this all the time where we go, is it Belichick or is it Brady? Like, which one is it that makes them great? But why can't it just be the the guys are a perfect fit for one another? Because I think Tim Duncan and Popovich were made for each other. I mean, you don't see another, you won't see another star like Tim Duncan, I don't think, in our lifetime. Where I know we won't see another Jordan, and we won't see another LeBron. I get all that, but Tim Duncan was one of those guys that was, you know, didn't need the spotlight, didn't need any of that. We thought that was Kawhi Leonard, but obviously he's more sensitive, and and the stories say that you know Popovich would be able to just scream at Tim Duncan often more than anybody else because it was his way of going, hey, listen, if, if I'm going to yell at the star like this, you guys will fall in line because of it. And Kawhi Leonard doesn't have that same gumption. He, outwardly, I thought he was the same guy. He's quiet. He didn't, didn't really have a desire for the spotlight. He's a perfect fit for there. But it, it's a lot of it's just chemistry where you have a head coach who gets all of this praise, but maybe he just got lucky and got a guy that fit his personality. A uh, couple of, Dennis Rodman stories from the text line five five three zero five. After a Sonics game at a strip club, Dennis Scotty and unnamed Bull number twenty three. Dennis grabs two bottles from behind the bar and five girls and just sat on stage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just run into him. I remember back I, in seventy nine, I was hanging out backstage at Salt Two. Uh, talks between I don't know what that name is. Breschkev and yeah, Carter with Rodman. Yeah. We drank Billy beers with Billy Carter. You know, the, the funny thing to me, Rodman slapped Breshkev around, almost started World War III. Thankfully, he got along with Jong-un this time. I blame the psychopathic qualities of Billy Beer. <laughs> I feel like every single thing with Dennis Rodman that has to involve with, like, a crazy story is always, it's always, like, getting really, really drunk and somehow stumbling into political activity. Yeah, but I think a lot of it is just, I mean, the guy wore a wedding dress on the cover of what, ESPN the magazine or Sports Illustrated or something? I mean, well, just, no, he did it in public. Why, no, but didn't he end up on the cover of a magazine too? Yeah, he might have. I mean, I just remember the thing where he came out in the middle of Madison Square with a wedding dress on and yeah. everybody thought it was insane. That was when he was also dating Karma and Electra. Yep. You remember how hot she was? Yeah, I do. I've got proof of it. It's on the internet. Have you heard about this thing? All right. I'm going to compare Carmen Electra. 2018 with now okay hold on oh, geez. I have to hold not on as hot really that's interesting well okay all right she's not as hot in a way that you can tell she's trying to stay hot and it's not working <laughs> okay that's, uh, i mean that's only natural that when you get older you try to stay hot and you can't and she's also with some dude that looks like he doesn't fit in his suit Let's talk some baseball. We'll do that next. First, the news. So at this point, Will, you're coming up to me and you're telling me what's happening with the Seattle Mariners and what's going on in baseball. Are they getting you a little bit? They've piqued my interest. Your interest has been piqued. Guy that hates baseball. This is a fun weekend for you. You hate baseball, you hate soccer, and you hate golf. Those are all the big stories. What and do you, you have there? also found a... Uh, a Playboy with um, Carmen Electra naked. In Playboy? Yeah, from the 90s. Where'd you find that? Well, you gave it to me. Oh, okay. You gave it to Marcus to then give to me. Actually, I made Marcus dig it out. For some reason, in this studio, there's a box of uh, old Playboys. Yeah. And 
at one point, uh, it was brought to my attention that there was a caramel lectern one in there, so I had Marcus dig it out. Yeah. Uh, Marcus is uh, supposed to be learning stuff, but he's just complaining that he's not on the air. So, Marcus, you want to say hi? He can't hear you. Okay. He's in the other studio. Oh, did he leave? Oh, no, he's already wordless. Um, okay, let me ask you this. Okay. Who did you consider, like, a real hottie in the 80s? In the 80s? Yeah. I don't know. I was a kid in the 80s. I was nine years old. In, in, you were nine eight, years old. Eight, you were thinking 89. about hotties. Uh, well, I know, but I'm trying to I'm trying to recall who I thought. I remember thinking Tiffany was hot. Madonna. Mall Tiffany? Yeah, Mall Tiffany. But I was so a kid. Would you would you have rather uh been with uh 80s Madonna or 90s Carmen Electra? 90s Jenny McCarthy. That's a that's a kind of crazy I don't want to get involved with. Well, yeah, but that's because you know what happened to her later on. But in the 90s, singled out Jenny McCarthy. That show was great. Yeah. She was pretty fantastic. That was my girl. 90s girl. Yeah. Anyways, so okay, easy. Move on. Well, anyways, Seattle Mariners. Yes. I explained to you that I was like, nobody needs. We've talked about this plenty of times. Nobody needs a playoff run more than the Seattle Mariners. Oh, I thought you were about to say nobody needs to talk about the Seattle Mariners. Well, there's a, there's an element to that, but but there's 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 all this talk about how baseball is dying, and then we see that you know there's a little bit of talk about Portland getting a baseball team, and all of a sudden baseball fans come out of the woodwork. You've already said that if we get a team, you're going to become a fan. Oh yeah, buying hat first day. Yeah. So I've been pestering you about the Mariners just because they're. I mean, right now they are on a roll. And last night, I think, was a perfect example of how this team is different than Mariners teams that we've seen in the past. And just kind of the way you watch. I mean, are they? That, that's, that's the question I'll present to you. Sure. Are they really that different? Well, listen, they're going to probably collapse in the next month or whatever. And I'll look like a fool for this. But, no, I, th- I think it is because you get, you get contributions from absolutely everyone on this team. So, right now, they're, they're winning 75% of their games since Robinson Cano their best player uh, had to be suspended for 80 games for steroids. I thought it was because he broke his hand. Well, he broke his hand. It was going to be out for a little while. And then during his his uh, stint on the disabled list, they're like, oh, yeah, and by the way, all those uh, masking agents quick, you've yeah. been taking. Well, no, because it was from a, a preseason oh, test. Right, right. So he could have saved his hand if he did just. I thought they just earlier. suspended him because his hand was broken. <laughs> they seemed, said, you need a rest. Seemed like a good idea. No, so he leaves and the team has gotten better, but they made a trade for Denard Spann and they get uh, Alex Colomay, uh, two guys from Tampa Bay. Colomay is now their eighth inning relief, and you have Denard Spann, who's another outfielder because they moved D Gordon into second base. And Denard Spann is your guy that gets up in a big situation. You're playing against the Boston Red Sox, who are the best team in baseball so far this year, and you start out with a 3-0 lead, and then that falls apart quickly when your best pitcher all year, James Paxton, yeah, Paxton has a blow-up inning. Well, they had two errors in the inning, and then just things get spiraled out of control. You have a six-run inning. It's chased early. Now, who, you, came, who came in for Paxton then? Who Rob, relieved him? Rob Whalen came in, who okay. was just up from AAA, and he said it, he said it was like the World Series. Because he just, I mean, you think about it, you just leave Tacoma and you come into a packed Safeco field and all that energy is going. But because the Mariners are on a roll, you have guys like like uh, Waylon and you have guys like um, Denard Spann who are just like, you don't want to let your teammates down. And they don't rely on just one thing. Their defense has been great. I know that they had two errors last night. I think they had three errors last night. But you you have a team that, that is so reliant on one another. And it's, they're just really fun to watch. Scott service said later this week, it's like, if you don't like watching this team, you don't like watching baseball 
but they do a little bit of everything. I mean, D Gordon on the base, base paths, Mitch Hanniger, some of the defensive plays he's made. The, Mitch Hanniger's got 11 game winning hits. Well, They're, now don't they have the most one run wins of any team in the league right now? 22 and 10 in one run games. I mean, you're right. It's a really exciting team to watch. I guess one of the things is, is that you don't have that personality to attach to. I know James Paxton early, everybody was getting on because Paxton's had a great season so far, sure. but that's going to kind of be the thing that will deter my interest with the Mariners, even if they do make the playoffs, which is I, who do I attach myself to? Gene Segura is right now second in hitting second in the league and hitting he's hitting like 340 something i don't know what his numbers are after last night and mitch hanniger has been been lights out in clutch situations but d gordon's another guy that you can attach yourself to i think you need to sit down and watch them as a team and you'll realize how good they are to root for as a team ryan healy former oregon duck uh is you know on the team and he was he was doing an interview earlier this week that i was listening to and he was just talking about how much fun they are in the dugout and you have guys like nelson cruz who isn't necessarily having the greatest year that he's ever had but, you know, he can go out and have these two home run games that help boost the team. Then he can disappear for a couple games. And everything isn't on the shoulders of the big hitters in the middle of the lineup. Kyle Seeger's having an off year. Robinson Cano is suspended. And Nelson Cruz has been great in moments, but he hasn't been super consistent. The Mariners have leaned on those guys for the last three or four years. And Felix Hernandez, who's also having a down year. So you've got all of these guys that have been the core of the team. And that has kind of shifted. And I think you're right that there's not necessarily the one guy that you can do it, but I think that's a good thing for baseball. I, I don't know. I I mean, it's the implosion, right? Yeah. We're waiting. Well, yeah. Well, and listen, I think it, I heard it, something, too, that the Mariners are only like, um, and this might have been last month, they were only like two games better than they were uh, this time last year. And that might have been a couple months ago, but... Or maybe yeah. even just a month ago. And I was kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. Cause yeah, it's, it's, but, but May and June, they've, that's when they've really, it's really July and August time where it starts to kind of go, Oh, they're not that great. They kind of burn out. Now I'll tell you what, Scott service. If they do keep this up, he'll be, he'll win some award. Yeah. He'll get manager of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any question. And, and Jerry DePoto's done a good job putting these pieces together. And the interesting thing that happens in baseball is when you get to the trade deadline, just figuring out what your team's going to do. But he was even preemptive with that going out and getting a, another bullpen arm and then getting, you know, another outfielder has been big. So it's fun. It's, it's, it's a fun ride right now. And if you haven't been checking in on it this weekend, they've got two more against the Red Sox. Then on Tuesday, they start a series against the Yankees. So if they can make it through this stretch and last night was, as good a baseball game as you'll watch as far as the back and forth and, and playing against one of the best teams in baseball from the go and hang on. So if you haven't done it, I, I implore you to tune into the Seattle Mariners. I know we've got the, and then the, promptly take a nap after the third inning. Hey, take a nap in the third inning, wake up for the <laughs> fifth, wake up in the seventh. Catch Where am I? <laughs> hey, listen, I've done many a baseball game naps. There's nothing wrong with that, but you've got, I know if you've got Beavers baseball, you've got the U.S. Open, but if Dustin Johnson keeps pulling away, that's not going to be great. There's no U.S. in the World Cup. Find yourself with a Mariners game. I don't think you'll be too terribly disappointed. The text line is... Um, Mad at us for baseball? No, they're throwing their opinion in on some hotties of decades. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Some of them say 80s... Um, I think they meant Heather Locklear, but they said Heater Locklear. Oh, Heater Locklear, though. Have you seen her? <laughs> Ooh, that's Heather Locklear that smokes. <laughs> 
super, super. <laughs> she's a little trashier, so she's like more gettable. Smoking Heather Lockwood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just that like she's Peter, in some Peter pictures. Like she's a chain smoker. <laughs> oh yeah, no, she's like lighting one cigarette yeah. off the other. She coughs in the morning. She hacks up a whole cigarette. Yeah, and lights she can't it for do events indoors. Like she needs to be outside because <laughs> no, yeah. she has to be lighting yeah. up like every five minutes. Five five three zero five. Your hotties of the eighties and nineties. We'll get to those in hour two. Next, we got to get to good versus evil. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the... What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. Um, I kind of had heard, you know, that he was, um, you know, he was making that choice, you know, really gonna not wish he was here, and uh, that would be nice. Um, but we're focused on the guys that are here, and uh, see how that goes. That was crappy audio of Pete Carroll. That was crappy audio. Yeah, yeah. I can admit my mistakes. Fine. He's also everybody's creepy uncle that gives way too long of hugs. Eh, I don't see that so much. Seahawks head coach is going through. the perfect amount of hug. The Seahawks head coach is going through another mini camp, except this time without Pro Bowl safety Earl Thomas. Carroll says he wishes Thomas was there, but I'm sure Earl thinks differently. He's entering the last year of a four-year, $40 million deal and wants a sizable restructure of his existing contract. Earl Thomas is 29 years old. Would you pay Earl more money during a rebuild? Is it a rebuild? Yes. And who's better than Earl Thomas at safety? I don't know, but it is a rebuild. Based on what? A rebuild. Definitely a rebuild. Rebuilds, again. I, Who's I, your I, second best wide receiver? <laughs> Tyler Lockett. Who's? I think it's Brandon Marshall. Yes. Okay. How, how many teams have a worse quarterback situation than the Seahawks? Uh, a lot. A couple. <laughs> a couple. A couple. I don't think you. I don't think you rebuild when you have a franchise quarterback. I think you try to reload. And I would pay Earl Thomas. I don't know if there's a better safety in the NFL. I know he's 29 and he's had a couple injuries recently with the shoulder and the leg, but I, I don't see it being uh, anything that's chronic. It's not a knee or something that he continues to to blow out. I, I would I would pay him the money because uh, at this point you do have a very young team around him. I don't think there's a whole lot of other guys that need to go out and pay a lot of money to. You'd like to see Tyler Lockett locked up, Dwayne Brown, uh, Frank Clark, um, but I don't think they're going to draw the same kind of money. So I think you can afford to, to resign uh, Earl Thomas one more time. That just shows it right there alone that, you know, that's the only thing that matters to him and, and everybody up here, which is why we've had the success we've had. Very few teams ever sweep in the finals. It's kind of historic. How important was that to you guys with the sweep to leave the exclamation mark on that? It's a mood. It's definitely a mood for sure. That was three-time NBA champion and professional nut kicker Draymond Green talking that about swag interviewing him. Kind of sounded like swag. He was talking about how much Klay Thompson helped Golden State Warriors win their third title in four years. And, you know, the fact they have three future Hall of Famers on one roster. Four. Well, right, four, I guess. If you, yeah. And five. If Iguodala. you threw in that child. Steph and Iguodala is probably on there, too. Green was also in the news this week because he refused to sign an extension with the Warriors and wait till 2020 to cash in on a potential Supermax deal. Green signed a five-year deal in 2015 worth $82 million, leaving about $12 million on the table. Is this the slow unrival? Uh, I'm sorry, unraveling of a dynasty that has just begun? 
It'll have to happen at some point. I mean, championships are great, but I would think that each time you win another championship, it doesn't have that same shine on it. I know it'd be great to, you know, be the first four-peat ever or whatever, you know, whatever their end goal is. But you saw this year that there were some kind of frayed edges on their season, and David West and Sean Livingston kind of made reference to it in post-game interviews where, you know, it wasn't as easy. Steve Kerr looked a little frazzled at times. It's going to happen, and you never know how. I mean, Who do you get rid of first, Draymond Green or Clay Thompson? What do you get back in return? Mm. I, don't, I don't think you let guys. Who, who, do you let the, who do you let go in free agency to retain Kevin Durant or add new pieces? <sighs> that's tough because that's two of your best defenders. Uh, I, would, I would probably let Clay go first, but that's reluctant. There goes pretty much half your shooting. Yeah, but you have Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant can make up for the scoring that Klay Thompson can, but you can't make up for the defense that Draymond does. He can guard every position on the floor. Um, it was pretty cool, you know, trying to get my chemistry down with some of my teammates, most of my receivers. It was a great day today, I felt. You know, it's still things I can go over. You know, I'm a rookie. I'm still learning. You know, just going day by day. But, yeah, I got to work. I still got to work. <laughs> That was Heisman winner and C-minus version of Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson. Reports out of the Ravens minicamp say the quarterback, receiver, slash punt returner, slash gimmick player has been seen on the field at the same time as Joe Flacco. What? 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 Wait, is that possible? What? Baltimore has listed the number 32 overall pick uh, as a quarterback, but many believe he will make the transition to receiver at a certain point. But reports say he has been taking second string QB reps. He even took some first string reps to first, end out first the First string or first team? Does this seem like something that would actually work in today's NFL? Lamar Jackson, Joe Flacco, same field, offense somehow centered around that. Do we still do the Wildcat in the NFL? Sometimes. <laughs> it's pretty it's rare. rare. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it kind of phased out. It's, it's one of these gimmick things where I, I, I guess I Part of me applauds John Harbaugh for trying to think outside of the box, but when you get to the regular season, I think you need guys that you can rely on on that position. It'd be interesting to see. You don't want to put Joe Flacco in a position where he's going to get lit up by a safety. I guess you know? the big fear. They lined him up at wide receiver. They moved Flacco out wide and put Lamar Jackson in the backfield. That's the part that I don't fully understand how you really have him as a threat. And I'd like to show any fan who thinks that's a good idea of footage of Jake uh, Cutler. Or I'm sorry, Jay Cutler. Uh, you remember that last year where they motioned him out to wide out and he just stood there. He didn't even pretend to like run her out. He just stood and watched. Well, everybody remembers Nick Foles catching a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. Does everybody remember Tom Brady whiffing on one? Yes. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. All right. Time for my favorite story of the week. I'm this, very excited. This one comes from Canada. Ooh. A Canadian clarinetist. Okay. Has won three. You've got my attention. Yeah has won 350,000 Canadian dollars in damages after his ex-girlfriend sabotaged his music career by impersonating him. So, Wait, Mr. what? <laughs> what? Huh? Sounded like you said that he lost, he was awarded $350,000 because his girlfriend ruined his career by impersonating him. Th that is correct. Wait, what? Yes. Okay, I need more. So, Mr. Arvin Mombitz... <laughs> Applied, the Canadian for, pronunciation. applied for a valuable scholarship at the Colborne Conservatory of Music in Los Angeles in 2014. He flew to California to audition for the course leader, sent a letter telling them he, he was successful, but they never received his message, I guess. The email was intercepted by Miss Lee, who was a flute student studying alongside this guy. 
in Montreal, and she replied to the music school saying he would not accept as he would be elsewhere. So basically, he went, auditioned, was friggin' awesome. And, and got then, the offer, but the girlfriend turned it But the girlfriend took it because she was so damn jealous that he broke up with her. So oh. these, this is some breakneck, you know, yeah, culture here, man. Yeah. Like, like this guy was a BA when it came to being a clarinetist. Yeah. And he was getting some flute strange on the side. Well, sure. I mean, obviously, I mean, yes. listen, nobody, what else no, we... nobody pulls in flute like the clarinet. No. Is that a joke? I don't know. Maybe. Thought that's where you were going. I was just trying. I, to, I, I was trying to sure. simpl simplify what you were saying. Sure, where I was going with it. I, I just say I'm impressed that at this level you could be that good of a clarinetist that you're just, you know, you got you got girls left and right. Yeah. Is that thing? Of course. Apparently. Yeah. So, anyways, is there a question that you're posing? Is there a conversation starter that you're trying to get? I just to? wanted to throw that out there. Well, I appreciate that, Will. That's well, fantastic. I appreciate your crappy story. We can rely on you for your favorite story being bizarre every week. Um, this has been Good vs. Evil. It's brought to you by our friends at 808, the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. Two locations, 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock. The World Cup is going on. Everyone is enamored by it. The U.S. Open, all the dads in the land. Father's Day weekend is the U.S. Open. Why Will loves them both. Next, Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.